the Sydney Cricket Ground. What a shot under pressure. This is where goal. The best kind of goal. What a legend. What a champion. Yes, hello and welcome to Maybe Daily. I'm Sonny Munn, he's Mason Tomain. We're sponsored by Mint Sports and we're also sponsored this oh, yeah. week by Rakeem Cornwall's F-35 fatness routine. Come on down to Rakeem Cornwall's F-35 fatness routine for all your fatness. F-35 fatness routine <laughs> needs. Fatness. <laughs> mm, pretty obvious sponsor. Let us pray. Yeah. Let us pray. The Channel 9 execs see fit to keep the jib from wobbling. And stop the nausea. We're not on the hull of a ship, guys. Invest in a desk. Let us pray that Alex Carey pays for his next crew cut. And let us pray that the Marsh family hangover isn't too savage over there on the old embalming fluid in Bali. In the name of... Name of... This will be good. Rakeem, Rakeem Cornwall's, Cornwall's dietitian. dietitian. Not bad. Alex, Alex Carey's barber. barber. Hey up, Alex. The, the Marsh, Marsh family's, family's travel, travel agent. agent. Bintang. Hello. And, and Manus's confession, confession booth. Ah, uh, pen. Forgive me, Father. Yeah, for I have Forgive sinned. Me, I haven't scored father, in a way, ton. I haven't Come on. fucking made runs, Manus. Haven't made a run. Oh. Forgive me. Winter of Pubeless Steve's Ashes Watch. Boom! Let's talk some cricket, and it's Ashes time. Oh, boy, oh boy. Between you and I, boy, oh boy. I needed the week off. I needed it. Yeah. I've been to the doctor. I've explained everything, my lifestyle, and they went, "All right, we'll put you on some antibiotics, but maybe (laughs) stop watching cricket." I was like, "Done." For another eight days, and then I'm back into (laughs) it. Listen, where do we start with this? Can I can I start it? Please. Can I start with Six Inch Finch? <laughs> yeah. That's my name for Six Inch Finch. Okay. He's quite a big fella, isn't he? Old Six Inch. I just think he he's just a very appetising man. He loved food. Why Six Inches then? <laughs> because I feel like he'd be a Subway guy. He'd be into like oh. a Six Inch or a Footlong. But not going the Footlong. No, but I think he'd have like they'd have to strap food to the camera to keep him to keep him interested in what's going on. So they'd have to have like <laughs> a meatball sub. They'd have to have a meatball sub. So t- when he's turning around to each camera awkwardly, <laughs> am I down the barrel or at the sub? Yeah, you're at the sub, mate. All right, <laughs> he's no dramas. For the food. That's why he always looks awkward on the set. Uh, Finchy, Finchy, just your eye lines the foot long. Oh, there and it is. And if you could throw to the breakdown the cookie, that'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, no dramas. Australia, two for choc chip. Ah, shit. Six inch Finch. I don't even want to talk about it anymore, right? I failed, okay? Let me just sit here and enjoy the one thing that makes me a little bit happy. This fresh, delicious, tasty, meaty, turkey-filled, cold-cut combo. I eat three every day to help keep me strong. I'm not sure what to do with my hands. 
Uh, be good just to hold them down by okay. your side. Yeah, great. Listen, where do we start with this? Look, I think we, we fucked it on day four. Absolutely fucked it. Yeah, I, I think there were probably a couple of... We should start at the top. England won, you know? It's 2-1 at yeah, the moment. Yeah. And we are set for... I don't say set. We're in the middle of one of the great series of the ages. It's official. It's yeah, absolutely. 2005 was phenomenal to be over there for that. 2001 in India, the Haydos series, the laxman Dravid partnership was huge. This is as good as anything I've ever seen. That's after three of five tests. So we're only 60% through this thing. You're talking about quality, drama, excitement. Absolutely everything I love about test cricket sure. is here. The weight of it all, the weight of the ashes, what could happen. It feels heavy, doesn't it? Every hour something is happening. It feels so heavy. To a lot of people's partners and friends who walk past the screen and go, is that thing still on? Is it nothing happened? You just shake your head and go, mate, everything's happened. It just doesn't seem that's like right. it unless yeah, you're watching. Right. So we're at 2-1. Let's, just, let's address this. If they keep this momentum going, we don't have a spinner. There's all sorts of form for them. Who knows? They get to 2-all. I think, taking it to bat pad, I think only twice in Ash's history has it gone to the last test at 2-all. One of those was Bradman's team that won from 2-0 down. I can't remember the other one. But only twice ever. We could feasibly, if they win, we're normally pretty good in Manchester, but if they win, we could be going to the Oval at 2-all. Unbelievable. And I'm just turning my phone off for a week if that happens. (laughs) I'll give my doctor an emergency number, but it is full on. So the test itself, we were sprung a bit of a surprise in the morning of day one. Mitch Marsh coming in. Incredible. Mitchy Marsh coming in. To me, has he been renowned as a, a the next in line kind of player, or was it a situational kind of? It was situational, but it was a sensational sure. piece of selection. So he hasn't played for four years, yeah. but he was a like for like replacement if something happened to Green. We know how fundamental sure. to our team balance an all rounder is. He can hit a ball, he can bowl. He was great. So he yeah. comes on and gets yeah. an ashes ton for the ages. Unbelievable! At four for eighty five, comes in and rescues us. Phenomenal. On that wicket. Yeah, the best thing for Mitch Marsh was the Amazon series, the test. Because in the public eye, everyone loves him now. It was much maligned. Yes. But everyone saw that and was like, ah, uh, okay, wouldn't want him to do me taxes, but he's a bit of a legend. Absolutely. It cuts to his family in Bali, who are blind for Sean's 40th. <laughs> couple of baggy greens in a bin tank. Oh, was it Sean's 40th? I yeah. didn't know that. <laughs> that's, why Papa, awesome. that's why Papa Marsh left the old person's retirement village in Bay 13 on one of the tours he was on to go to celebrate <laughs> Bintang's 40th. So it's them in a bar blind, loving that. Oh, yeah. Brilliant. But I think you're right Brilliant. about day four. I think we gifted them big moments a couple of times. I think Marnus and Smith oh. just threw it away in the second innings. They gifted Mo in those Fucking wickets. Just knock it around, guys. Fuck, just knock it around. Sit in. Knock it around. And we missed a trick bouncing wood after lunch when he came out and started swatting them. Bit of momentum, put on another 60 runs or so. And then also, man, the big thing for me, the big takeaway, the more I think about it, was not bowling Murphy day five. Mm. So not having Lyon is big. It's huge. It could be Ashes defining. And when it happened, sure. we all thought that. Sure. But yeah. now, and I, I, I kind of see both sides of the coin where if one more wicket, we get into the tail with Cummins yeah. and Stark, they get the job done. Yeah. And then it got to a point where he probably couldn't play him. But... I think when Stokes comes out, he's normally a little bit of a more steady starter. And we had 150 runs to play with. He's a left-hander. Maybe get him on then. Anyway, he bowled two overs in the whole last day. It's not enough. That is not good for his confidence. That is not enough. And it also means the oppo know that we don't rate him effectively, is what no. they'll be thinking. So they're, he's going to need some serious mental resilience to bounce back. So fingers crossed he's got that under his belt. Yeah, I, I think it's the two overs is just... 
it clearly shows clearly shows what we think of him and helps him enhances him but I think he's the right guy I think he has the mentality hmm. to get through it he's very composed for the age of the yeah. age that he's at oh yeah he um, takes it on too I think he'll actually be Macy Oracle I think he'll have a good game mm. in Manchester I think he'll turn it around I think he's smart enough he has the IQ yeah we all know that and can sum up a game when he's in trouble. We'll likely be bowling last again. They love to chase in. Boom, boom. So the chances are we'll be chasing. A lot of conjecture about who's going to be where. I don't see them dropping Warner. I think reshuffling the order would be folly. And I think that his partnerships with Uzi will hold him in good stead. And his slip fielding and myriad other reasons. I don't know who you'd put in his place. Do you put Marsh up there, Green in? Or is that a bit... Is it yeah, well, much? the thing is, you can't really drop Marsh. He was our best player. And I mean. yeah. there's a strong chance yeah. you want to play Marsh and Green, then you've got some serious questions to ask, right? Mm. I just don't like the idea. So when it comes to dropping Warner, mm. I get it completely. We've seen this yeah. movie before. We know how, what's going to happen. He's going to fail and probably nick off to Broad. The thing in his defence, if I can play Warner's devil's advocate, or as his brother mm-hmm. once said, a scapegoat. It's not an scapegoat, <laughs> mate. It's just a scapegoat. <laughs> Why is Dave always the scapegoat? He's not, man. Doesn't exist. Not a thing. Anyway. Scapegoat. Not bad, though, is it? It's a great movie. Yeah. (laughs) This summer. (laughs) It's Gary Lyons stuck in a cube. He's just running. Kind of escape. Just getting away from Warner's brother. It's the scapegoat. (laughs) Stuck in Matraville. Gary Lyon is. But when he pings a calf, it's just a baby goat. (laughs) (laughs) Calves everywhere. Anyway. The escape goat to that line of questioning is sure. you're allowed to get a good ball and he got two good balls as an opener and nicked off. It wasn't LB or bold. He's made, and I know you're clutching at straws when you're talking about half-century partnerships, but oh, he's on, made Sonny. 60 and 70-odd with Uzi. Come on, man. But here's the thing. Come if, you on. Want to, if you want to play Green and Marsh, who do you replace him with? Do you put Harris in? Do you put Renshaw? They haven't played in months. Sure. Okay? Sure. So you're putting in someone who's probably going to nick off anyway. They might, they might not, but it's a pivotal time in the, in the series. Do you... Reshuffle the entire order. Put someone like Head or Marsh up there. I don't know about that. I don't think that's a great idea at this time of the series either. Maybe yeah. as a trial, but you don't do it at 2-1 in an Ashes series. And then just mm. all the other little things like the team balance. I'm not even joking when I say slip fielding. Not just the fact that he can catch, but standing at first slip is a big deal. Carey's footwork and Smith at second slip has been superb. Our catching's probably been the reason we're 2-1 up. Oh. And that That's he's right. a part of that cordon. I just think they won't. I just sound like Crash then. I just reckon. I just I just think. <laughs> Say it, mate. Don't have to tell us. It's just what you Say think. Say it. Stop thinking. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, Crash is fired up about this. But, but, but I just think that, like, that's what's missing in Origin. A bit of chilli in the mix, for God's sake. I don't think they'll drop him. And I'll go Oracle. And I'll say he gets runs. Yeah, okay. 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 I just, what would you yeah. do? What would you do? What would you do? Speak for the people. I gave the counter argument, and I give the argument that every single person has been giving me this week. Look, I think they. What I'll take from England is they got their selections right in that. Oh, one hundred percent. Wooden works. Like Mark Wood, it was a sensation. They reckon he wasn't fit, but he was eligible, which is you can't have both because he must have been picked in the first test otherwise. Because hey, shock horror. Airspeed's really effective. You bowl 150 k's an hour, it's going to threaten people. We looked rushed. Even Uzi looked rushed. He was huge. He's also a bit of a like, a bit like Marsh. I hate to give anyone praise. He's a weirdo. He's a poem. I hate him for the next month. But he's a bit of a funny bastard. Mm. 
He's just like a he's just a bit of a weird irreverent <laughs> dude. In some interviews yeah. I heard of him after the game on the BBC, basically giving shit to all the BBC commentators. There was a story bloody Dibbly Dobby Ollie Robbie was driveling on about. Someone asked him how Wood went in the change rooms coming in. Was he nervous? And he said, No, he's a weirdo. And then he relayed a story. Apparently Mark Wood, ten minutes before they went out for the anthems, was on all fours in the dressing room, barking. And then going, there's a dog in here, lads. Has anyone seen a dog in here? Oh, there's a lost dog. Reports of a lost dog in the change rooms. <laughs> Started barking. Everyone's like, what the fuck are you on about? So he's just a bit of a loopy dude. Barking like a dog. Barking like a dog in the rooms. Fair manoeuvre. Mm, fucking unbelievable. I love it. Terrifying. Bark like a dog for me. Bark like a dog. I will teach you the meaning of the word respect. Did you see Hey Look At Me Broad's dad, Chris Broad's move? Oh, no. No. Am I about to punch myself in the face after hearing this? Hey, look at me's dad had a hey, look at meme. He put out a meme of David Warner as Bart Simpson writing on the wall, I will not get out to Stuart Broad, which is fine. Whatever, do what you got to do. Yeah. Do you know what his dad does for a job? What? He is an ICC match referee. So he's basically there just to make sure everything's impartial. So the ICC have come down and said, mate, what are you doing? He deleted it as soon as he put it up, but... Major doing, major doing. <laughs> Match referee, by the way, best gig ever. There's two umps, third ump, then the fourth umpire who goes out for the toss and stuff, and then you're just there like if shit hits the fan. You're basically just watching the races and on the punt all day. But <laughs> he's decided to put that out. You know what this signals to me? Yeah. And there's been a lot of examples of this the more I watch this Ashes. Yeah. Little off-field Ashes musing. Mm. issues with poms and the reason they're such twerps and that they grate me so much hmm. they don't have any mates <laughs> Sonny's musings. so they come together once an occasion at a tournament or something they're like yeah we love england we love england it's like nah nah the guy you're sat next to you hated last week when the hammers were playing like you got individual pockets right <laughs> That's the sort of shit that, hey, look at me, his dad should send to his mates. Hey, this is pretty funny. But he's got no mates. That's a good So he puts it on the internet, right? And you know what else? This ties into the other thing, the Alex Carey haircut debacle. Oh, my God. So this was a story that Sir Alistair Cook, choir boy himself, came on international radio and blurted out, oh, I've got a story from this this guy last night. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He was talking about a barber down the road that Kerry apparently did a runner from. (laughs) Cheers, Kerry never got his hair cut there. Hasn't had his hair cut for weeks. No dramas, Alistair. Just tell the world, create a stir. But you know why he told the world? Why? Because he's got no mates. It's a great... Little thing you got going here. Poms no, do not have friends. He should be like on the way to the ground. Mate, you wouldn't believe what I heard last night to all his mates. And they'd be like, oh, yeah. And that gets it out of his system. But because they got no mates, they don't have a sounding board, they just say it to the public. And the public go, we don't like you, England. We don't like anything coming out of your mouth. No mates, England. We don't appreciate you. We don't respect you. We don't tolerate you. Your imperialist pricks get off our flag. No mates, England. If they had mates, it wouldn't be a problem. But these poms are too insular. That's boo. To realise that. 
Maybe that's why Mark Wood was trying to be man's best friend. Oh, he needs a mate. He bark like a dog, and he's There's trying a dog in to here. be a mate. Yeah, <laughs> he's trying to be a mate. We had a dog in the rooms, and we still couldn't get a best friend. <laughs> Spewing, <laughs> mate. The only pat around here worthwhile isn't for that fucking fake dog. It's bloke with the C next to his name for us. Patrick James Cummins, yeah, you fucking hard out. A lot of people say, "What's that?" It's Pat. What did you make of the Alex Carey scenario? So that barber. What are they going to get us next for? We're not putting out the fucking bins. Who are these blokes? <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. There's Jesus a separate Christ. bin for bottles. What are you doing? <laughs> Tell, Tell your mates. everyone. Tell your mates. It's not a story. Tell your mates. Tell your mates. I thought it was absurd. It was the sun and news of the world's fucking wet dream. Awesome. This type of shit. I would have loved to seen the puns over there. Oh, yeah. Carey's cut shot. As if he's doing a runner. He's not me in 98 when I did a runner from Pizza Hut. Talk to me. I got the works. I went and got the works with my brother who was older than me and, you know, very influential. Oh, yeah. And he said, I said, oh, this is going to be good. This will be fun with the older guys. And he said, we're doing a runner and you oh. better not fucking screw it up. Oh, like, oh, big pressure. As I'm holding that slice, my hand was shaking. I couldn't get it in the gob. Just nervously scoffing in oh. all the bites early in case the runner started. The runner. So he let, he said, so we ate, had a great time, and he said, you run first because you're not as fast as us. I was going to say, the key to a runner, if it's going to happen, back in the days I am ashamed to say I did a couple. Get the slow boys out. No, no, it's not about even running. It's about the last person has to run potentially. If you're smart... You call it a bit earlier. You go to the dunny and you don't come back. So you're sitting around, there's five of you, and then all of a sudden there's four. It's like, he's fucking gone, hasn't he? Shit. Good phantom. <laughs> he didn't even have to run. He walked out and thanked them for the meal. Okay. Oh. Then you start looking around. It's like the pizza math. There's three slices. There's four of us. Okay. Time to run. Do you reckon Carey's using the gloves everywhere you go? Like he has dinner with the gloves Second on. Second skinny and Healy style. Pizza. Edward Scissorhands. Uh, Maybe he offered them to the barber. <laughs> well, the barber's rating, apparently. He had to come out and be like, guys, I, I didn't spread the story because all these Aussie fans are getting on and purposely giving him zero stars and his ratings plummeted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Suck it, no mates, barber, whoever you are. Yeah. Suck it. You suck. You suck. You suck. You suck. You suck. You suck. Just to rebuttal your... Warner. Yes, please. Give me the people's voice. Warner theory. Look, a part of me likes what England did and they went on the offensive and started to, and made the changes that they wanted to and didn't regret them. I think we need to do that, especially with Warner, and use that kind of offensive mentality. But, but, with what you've said, I feel as if we should just stick to the plan. Oh, don't let me dictate you, mate. There's people screaming right now. No, people screaming yeah, going, no. no, no, drop him, drop him. We, All right, yeah. fine. But for who? You're open with head or marsh, do you? Yeah, the the idea would be your head marsh. Okay. You put marsh with Usman. Okay. You put green back in, drop Warner. Mm. That's the goal. But I uh, think we need to just do what we do, follow the process, follow what we do. That's what Paddy's all about. You fucking sycophant. That's what he's all about. Follow the process, stick to the plan. We're not panicking. Because dropping Warner... 
says more than just dropping Warner, I think. I think it means that we're des- a little bit desperate. But you know what? The results will dictate everything. If we drop him and lose, it's a sign that we we're panicking and we lost. If we drop him and win, it's genius and we had to make a new change. If we keep him and lose... It's us being stubborn and pretending we weren't panicking. If we keep him and win, it's us trusting the process. Whatever we do, all four options, we will not know what it means until the result of the tests. And it might not be him who gets the result. Again, the first two weeks we weren't talking about this because we were winning. Yeah, it's a good point. But right now, that's why this series is such a cracker. And I know that the rhetoric as soon as you lose is like, well, it's good for the series. Well, it is because... The ultimate fantasy, Mace, is in my mind when I daydream about this sort of shit, it's like day five, Pat Cummins gets a hat-trick and we win by a run, you know? Ultimate. But what I never encounter in that fantasy is the five days of anguish and the four tests prior. Nightmare. The hope is for a miracle finish. It's a last ball win. That's fine when you know you've won. It's good to rewatch. Mm. But if you don't know, mm. it's torture. And we're living that hope right now. So we're living in the greater fantasy. We're in the midst of it. We're 60% through what is either going to be fantasy or nightmare, and we don't know yet. That's what's so fascinating. Mm, But the ultimate fantasy is just so hard fought. It's scary at times. It's like a psychedelic trip. It's not real unless you think you're going to die at some point. But then the redemption and the vindication, that's what makes it fantastical. So you have to go through the hardships and the anguish. Lord of the Rings and shit like that, you don't just go, oh, here's your ring, mate, top of the mountain. It's three hours of goblins or some shit. I don't know, but I'm pretty sure there's some hardship. I want Pat with a hat trick in the last session to win the Ashes 3 2. That's awesome. That's the hope. But that's also the anguish. So we've got to go through that for the ultimate fantasy. For that fantasy to exist, there has to be sacrifice because that's how you tell a story. And we're living that hope. And I'm here for it. It's fucking mint. Ah, pen. Ah, pen, mate. I think you've nailed it there. I should get me in a Matraville on. Fuck Warner. Drop him. Get Marsh in. Get fucked. Bang. Yeah. Job done. Go back home, mate. You want to look like the big Rasta boy I am? Well, you come to the right place, man. A fatty-five fatness routine created by your man, Rakim, the ice cream Cornwall. A 23-set course menu with each eating station, a different routine and different cuisine. In 45 minutes, you'll be thicker than you entered. And your cholesterol will be a deep burn like the chafing I get when running in the gully, man. Eyeball off spin pies all day, down the creases and into my belly. So you can trust the big man to give it the right tools to be a big boy player. Hear me now. F-55, Rakeem Cornwall's fatness routine. Come and dump your trunk in the gym bunk. Yeah, man.
at the time of recording, it's going to be a busy night tonight because the gashes are alive. The, the girls' ashes are still going. I cannot believe the Poms are putting us into the scares a little bit here. Terrifying, isn't it? They're coming back here. So it's all locked up with two games to go. I'd still put the house on the good yeah. guys. What I'm really worried about is if England continue their form, they have to win both games. But you know what the English summer's like? What if they sneak a win again and then it rains out in the last one? That would be the most oh, English way to win. That would be, and they're praying for it. Yeah. I think we've got them, though. I'm very confident yes. with the girls. I think by the time we speak again and people have heard this, that urn is in the back skyrocket. Hey, the Netherlands are in the World Cup, mate, with Sri Lanka. They managed to progress, which is pretty good for the Dutchies. Wow. Brilliant. Very good. And also, and cricket. Yeah. Major League Cricket kicked off in the USA this week. The T20 tournament. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. Texas goes wild. Oil and water. I mean, wow. What do you mean you don't play for 182 games? <laughs> do you reckon they'll get into it, the old Seppos? Oh, mate, I think it would definitely work. I think it would definitely yeah. work. It's a pretty simple concept for someone who knows baseball. It's just like the ball can bounce. There's a few subtle nuances, but proper American sports fans love bullshit subtle nuances. You watch a game of NFL and it's like, so the guys who are six inches from each other just crash into each other? No, that's a shotgun LYZ play. Nah, looks like they're just falling on each other. No, you wouldn't believe it. Okay, here's this shit. It's like they would, a proper sports fan in the States would be like, oh my God, more stats than baseball? This is yeah, crazy. Yeah, they'd be fizzing it. I think yeah, they get into the true. T20 version. Good point. For sure. I like it. And, mate. I like it. In yeah. Test Cricket, India have ruffled traditionalist feathers. Their creams are now sporting blue Adidas stripes. Ooh, uh. Highlight of the first test, though, was our man, Rakeem, the fridge Cornwall, getting through the defences of Virat Kohli. How's the fridge? So after 11 overs on day one, the fridge failed to take the field on day two with, quote, a Jesus. chest infection. It's called indigestion, Rakeem. <laughs> Thankfully, the Windies were uh, able to install a Rakeem the later in the innings. <laughs> Certainly wasn't bowling pies back then. He'd already scoffed them oh. down. The old Cornwall pasty himself weighs in at 196 centimetres. And he wait for it, massive. 143 kilograms. He is massive. He is Three cricket players in one. He's eaten two of the 11. There's nine blokes out there. You're counting them, and you're just like, there's only nine blokes out here, and he's burping away on the yeah. gully. I knew it was a weird selection when they got him to play the sight screen during their batting innings. I was like, mate, <laughs> I, I'm joking. He's obviously too slow to be the sight screen. Freeze! <laughs> Holy shit, he's Bigfoot! Hey, keep it in the circus! That's a huge bitch! Behemoth! That's a huge bitch! I've done a little bit of research. I'm going to take it to the weight scales. <laughs> Rakeem, yep. the West Indian off-spinner, is Rakeem heavier than any Australian male player in any football code. <laughs> that stat is ridiculous. The Wallabies came closest... With 140 kilogram lock. He's heavier than a lock. Mate, he's heavier than the props in rugby league, in union. <laughs> he's got a bit of junk in the trunk. And you know what? It is awesome. I love it. It is a Yeah, I love it. I've always maintained the best job in the world would be late 80s, early 90s Australian cricketer. Because you never see a winter, you don't have to be fit, and you're sponsored by a beer company, and the palms are shit. So it would be the greatest. But to have that rekindled in old sugar butt 
The fridge mm. is uh, so good. <laughs> Old sugar butt terrain, the ice cream. <laughs> he bowls off spin. Doesn't anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. That's all for us, Mace. I love you and I need you to stay mint. I love you. Stay mint, Sonny. Bye. Bye now. Bye now. Should get me in a match with Fuck Warner. Drop him. Get Marsh in. Get fucked. Bang!